Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We have Tyrone here with us. Hello. And uh, we're going to be talking about the 30th the 30th movie in the MCU. The 30th anniversary. Of? Um, the 1992 World Cup. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which, that Pak- one. which Pakistan won and then Pakistan What won. else happened in 1992? Oh. Is that 30 years ago? Yeah, it is. 1992. I'll think of it. I'll look it up. <laughs> what happened in 1992? Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, has uh, just come out. I've just watched it this morning. You watched it uh, last night. Let's get into it. So basically, as we do all of these episodes, I'll do a bit of background. We'll do a bit of comic book origins. We've actually never done a comic book origins for Black Panther because we didn't actually review the first one. We started this podcast uh, after the first one had already come out. So... We'll do a bit of that, and then we'll jump into our thoughts spoiler-free. So the 30th anniversary of the Somalian Civil War. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about today, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of Somalia's in Africa, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All Let's right. go through the origins of the Somalian <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> it's going to be a real bad podcast. <laughs> And we'll do spoilers later. So we'll clearly indicate when we're doing spoilers and we'll jump to uh, spoilers uh, at that point in time. So let's go through the background. So this is directed by Ryan Coogler, who also directed the first Black Panther. Did he do any movies in between this and the two Black Panthers? I don't think so. I think it was just... Between the Black Panthers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He did, did do Creed. Creed between that? I think it, no, he did Creed. Before that, didn't he? And he didn't direct Creed 2, I'm pretty sure. 
Anyway, he's back directing this one. We've got a returning cast. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman, who was Black Panther in the first movie, tragically passed away. And this movie was dealt a pretty bad hand in general. So, obviously, the, the lead actor passing away in real life. And then they had to deal with COVID in between uh, filming as well. So, there was a lot that didn't go well for this movie production-wise. We'll get into our thoughts on how things uh, came out in a second. Music is by Ludwig Göransson, who also did the first Black Panther. And box office-wise, in terms of initial estimates, it's expected to do between 170 and 180 million in the US domestic box office on the weekend, which would put it second to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in terms of the highest openings for this year. But uh, it's still early estimates. So it's likely that it might actually become the highest opening for this year out of any movie. Runtime is 161 minutes, and we'll get into our thoughts on that as well. So it is the, it's actually the second longest MCU movie after, after Endgame. After Endgame. Yeah, yeah. So before it was Eternals, but this is slightly longer than Eternals. So it's a, it's a longer movie. Comic book origins. So there's actually two characters that are Black Panther, obviously, is in this, but Namor is also in this. That's not a spoiler. I think they've already sort of announced that. So He's in uh, the trailer. He's in the trailer, yeah. So we'll get into our thoughts on, uh, or I'll go into a bit of background on both of those. So when do you think Black Panther, firstly, was introduced in the comics? The 1960s. That's my guess for every character because <laughs> uh, that's when most of them were created. Yeah, so 1966. He was actually introduced in a Fantastic Four comic book. Uh, oh, yeah, I've actually read that comic before. Well, not read it, but I've... I've seen what happens in it. Yes. It's not good. Yeah. Oh, it's not good? No. Yeah. He's, is he kind of like a bad guy in that yeah, issue? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, issue number 52 of Fantastic Four. He's created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Most things in the 60s from Marvel are created by those two. Team affiliations, as we know, he's part of the Avengers. He's actually in some, some adventures he does have with uh, Fantastic Four as well. And then... The Ultimates, the Mighty Avengers, and the New Avengers are some of the other teams he's affiliated with. He's got partnerships with Storm, X-Men Storm, uh, not like the Thunderstorm that we're about to have outside, and uh, Shuri, who's his sister. Abilities in the comics, so it's pretty similar to what they depicted in the movie. So power to draw upon the knowledge, strength, and every experience of every previous Black Panther, which I think he sort of has. Superhuman strength, endurance, speed, agility, reflexes, stamina, and senses. Expert hand-to-hand combatant and martial artist. Genius-level intellect. Highly proficient tactician, strategist, and inventor. And utilizes vibranium suit and equipment. Spoilers for the first Black Panther, but basically they open up Wakanda to the world at the end of the first Black Panther. In terms of, like, people know it, it's more advanced than... It appears to be because I think people used to think it was like some third world country, but it's actually more advanced than basically the rest of the world. And what T'Challa did at the end of the first Black Panther is he kind of announced to the world that they're going to open up. Said, I'm the Black Panther. Yes, I am Black Panther. And I'm going to kill you all. (laughs) Well, he does say something along those lines in Civil War, doesn't he? It's like, not all. He's just going to kill the guy who killed his dad. Yeah, he's going to kill everyone. Yeah. And he does. Does he? <laughs> Am I remembering the movie right? <laughs> so Namor, when do you think he debuted in comics? 
it's before Black Panther. I don't know how much before, but it's before. So it was around the same time that Aquaman was done. Uh, we'd have to go back to our Aquaman episode when we talked about that, but I'm pretty sure this is probably before. So this is actually Marvel Comics issue number one. So it was in the first ever Marvel Comics issue, 1939, October 1939. So he's one of the first characters that was created, actually. Uh, and they weren't even called Marvel Comics back then. So it was... Uh, it's called Stanley's House of Fun. Timely Comics. Stanley's House of Fun, yeah. <laughs> well, Stanley wasn't involved with... Because he would have not no. been born yet in 1939. Or like he would have just been born, right? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been very young. So, it wasn't created by Stanley. Uh, it was created by Bill Everett. And the place of origin of Namor is Atlantis. So, essentially, the Aquaman and Namor are kind of the same character. Like, one's in Marvel, one's in DC. And the powers that he has, so superhuman strength, speed, durability, agility, senses, and reflexes, marine life empathy, telepathy, and control, flight via flight via wings on his ankles, which they do have in this movie, aquatic adaptation, electric shock, hydrokinesis, echolocation, longevity, and he's also fireproof, which is... Uh, I don't think it's accurate in this movie. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's got a lot of different abilities in the comics. So he was part of the golden age of comic books, and uh, he was one of Timely Comics' top three characters in that time. So along with Captain America and the original Human Torch, he was the third one. And he's also credited as being the first ever comic book anti-hero. I thought that was um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. <laughs> That came out like two weeks ago. First ever anti-hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That- like when the movie came out. It, yeah. Before that, there was no such thing as an anti-hero. But then Black Adam came out. They're like, oh, no. There's an anti-hero now. Yeah. Like ever. Like this is the was- first time ever. 2022. <laughs> yeah, okay. Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Never. yeah there's never been an anti-hero <laughs> before this. <laughs> yeah. That's why it changed the hierarchy of like. Yeah. yeah. Of the world. Of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Anything else on comic books, or we can jump into our thoughts? No, we can jump into. All right, jump into thoughts. So positives and negatives. So before we get into any of that, just a bit about where we are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So obviously, this is the last movie in Phase Four. I think it's fair to say we've been a little bit frustrated with the quality of Phase Four. And- it's my favorite phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Favorite. Yeah. What's your f- the favorite thing in Phase 4? Favorite thing in Phase 4? Yeah. Uh, the end credit scenes. Okay. Just all of them put together. Yeah. yeah. I specifically like that part in Falcon and the Winter Soldier when he's like, you've got to do better. Oh, yeah. That's also my favorite part. Yeah. No, I've mentioned that before. That's my <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> but, yeah, like excitement levels were surprisingly pretty low for me. Like, I wasn't. That excited for this? Oh, like, oh, yeah. because you hate black people. Because I'm You're racist. You're a racist. Yeah, because I'm yeah, racist. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably why I don't like most of Phase 4 as well, so, yeah. You're a racist and a sexist. Yeah, yeah. I'm and just... we're going to get cancelled after this podcast. <laughs> All of that. So, that's why I wasn't that excited for this movie. But yep. And also the fact that they were also dealt a pretty bad hand in terms of everything that happened pre-production. 
So I think their backs were up against it, really, with this movie. So I wasn't expecting that much. And I guess from my side anyway, I think it is a return to form. I wouldn't say it's a home run. I think there's still some issues. But they did a good job. More than anything, it's a farewell to Chadwick Boseman uh, in a lot of ways. And it's very, it's one of the most emotional Marvel movies, I would say. Jumping into positives, I think despite having all those interferences um, that they had to collide with, I think they did a pretty good job in terms of making it like a natural step in the overall story for Wakanda after what happened in the first movie and then in the Infinity War and, and Endgame. I think this story sort of made sense in terms of what they were going to deal with uh, as a nation. So they did that pretty well. I thought the cast that they inherited from the first movie did a really good job. So it's more of a because there's no like clear lead. I think there is sort of a lead in the movie, but it's not it's yeah. more of an ensemble than a It's a Martin Freeman, the only yeah. white guy in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a couple. There's a couple there. actually. There's a couple yeah. Of other white people, but there's a couple of people I didn't expect to see in this that were in this. Yeah. 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 Uh so I think all the The Black cast, Panther. <laughs> yeah. The Black I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, We'll get into that. So, obviously, the mystery around this whole movie is who's the next Black Panther. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. But it's- It's not really a mystery when you watch the movie. Though. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not really at all. Uh, you kind of know it yeah. from the character that they have the most screen time on. It would have been weird if it would have been anyone, anyone else. else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah. And, like, the way they did it, it kind of- that it is what it is. Like there, there was really no other option the way they did it. So yeah, it had to be the person that it ended up being, which we're going to in spoilers. So I thought all of the cast that came back, particularly Angela Bassett, who's uh, the queen, uh, T'Challa's mother. I always remember her in the Endgame credits. She was in it for some reason. Endgame credits. Oh yeah, she was. Credited. Do you know how they yeah. do you know the, how they did that end credits where they have the picture of everyone and then the name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was in it. She yeah. was in it. Yeah. Was she even in that movie? I don't know. But she was in the Endgame credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she did a good job in this one. And Letitia Wright did a pretty good job as well as Shuri. Basically, everyone did, did a good, good I job. I think my highlight was, I don't know his name, but Namor. Yes. Um, so, getting name? into the <laughs> new cast, uh, I think I'll, I'll get you his name. I also don't know how to pronounce it properly. But the new cast is particularly, so not Atlanteans. Uh, they're not referred to as Atlanteans. Well, they're not, but they yeah. are. But they refer to as the capital city of Atlantis, which I can't remember the name. Yeah, Telecan. Telecan, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it is. I think they purposely avoided calling it Atlantis so that it doesn't get mixed up with Aquaman. But it says in the thing, it says Telecan, capital city. But it didn't say of what. It, just it did said, say of what. Yeah, so it'll be capital, capital city of, of Atlantis. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, it's obviously Atlantis, but yeah. 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 His name is... It starts uh, with M, I'm pretty sure. Martin Freeman, I got it. Martin Freeman, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Martin Freeman's yeah. name. Or, is he not in top billing? No, no, he is. T- Tenok Hueta. Yes. Him. Yeah, Tenok yeah. Hueta. Yeah, I he think did it's a his first movie. Hollywood movie. No, I think he's done Mexican films. I'm not a hundred percent on that. He's done yeah. he's done movies, but it's interesting because in the credits for this, they have him as introducing. So they're introducing. I think it's his first Hollywood movie. Yeah, but generally he's done they like different language movies before. Yeah, yeah. Or, like Spanish. Yeah, so he's Mexican. He's South American. I don't yeah. want to commit to Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did a 
really good job. I thought his character, I actually, I thought that was actually the most interesting part of the movie for me. Um, Same. I thought, I thought it was the best part as well. Yeah. yeah. He, he did a really good and job. And the, the, his he's backstory. an actual anti-hero. This well, is, this is a genuine <laughs> anti-hero. That is. I did see a tweet earlier today where they said that Namor is a better Black Adam than Black Adam. Yeah. Well, he's actually because he's. I would say I don't think it's a spoiler in saying he's one of the villains in this movie, but yeah. he's. This is what an anti-hero is. Black Adam is just a hero in the Black Adam movie. That does he's not bad an things. anti-hero, that- but this is an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, even Killmonger was an anti-hero up till a certain point in, in Black, Black Panther, Panther. Yeah. but then he just starts killing people, and then he becomes a villain. But, yeah, this is... Namor is the first genuinely good anti-hero, I think, that they've ever done. I'm trying to think of... Because normally they do a good anti-hero, and then he just starts killing people, yeah. and then you're like, okay, he's a villain now. Have there been other anti-heroes in the MCU? Apart from Killmonger. Killmonger would probably be yeah. the only one. I think Killmonger yeah. is the only one. I'm yeah. trying to think of other ones, but I don't think there is. Killmonger. Maybe um, Baron Mordo? No, Baron Zemo. 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 Yeah. Potentially. More, probably Mordo is from Doctor Strange as well. As well, yeah. 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 But no, this is definitely the best version of the anti-hero that they've done. This is This shouldn't be a positive, to be honest, but based on what we've experienced in Phase 4... It is, and it's that it takes itself seriously. <laughs> so, but it does have jokes. It does, but it has them when it makes sense. And I it's not it was... like it's filled with jokes. It's they have moments of levity. They're not like you're not was... laughing out loud. Yeah, They're moments of levity. I think they did a good job. But... Similar to the vibe of the first Black Panther as well. I don't think that was super heavy on jokes. No, I think it yeah keeps that kind of vibe throughout. Yeah. Well, I think they just respected the story they were trying to tell, and when they had an opportunity for moments of levity, they used it. But it wasn't like a joke overload, or it wasn't an an action overload either. And it did take itself too seriously as well, because there is some parts that are like, if the the thing you got to ride with superhero movies, if you take it too seriously, you end up becoming Batman v Superman, which takes itself too seriously but has stupid things in it. But if you take it too funny, then you end up Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. So you got to be somewhere in the middle. Balance yeah. it. Well, I don't know. I think they did a good job with this one. Yeah, it's not action heavy either. Like there's action in it. It's, Once again, probably similar to the first Black Panther. It's yeah. like yeah. There's a lot of political tension uh, in general as a result of what happened at the end of the previous Black Panther. They sort of deal with that well. Like that's sort of the underlying one of the underlying story threads. Uh, so they did a pretty good job with that. Was there any other positives that I haven't yet mentioned? They do a pretty good send-off for Chadwick Boseman. I think like the first half an hour, it's not really a spoiler, but the first part of the movie is pretty much dedicated to that. I would say the first, uh, yeah, 15, 20 minutes, and then also the last sort of- 15, 20 minutes. Sequence yeah. of, the, of the movie. Yeah, they definitely did a very good job. I watched it at a, at a 10 a.m. show, so it was pretty empty, but- I have a feeling, even with the packed theatre, it's going to be a pretty quiet screen. It's This is not like a Yeah, a so cheering. I watched it in a p- packed theatre. Yeah. There was some guy sitting next to me, a bit particular ethnicity, you could tell from the way he talked, but like anything, anytime something would happen, he would just say what's happening in like a loud, like just say what's, like Nakia shows up on the screen. It's like, oh yeah, that's uh, Black Panther's ex. 
and he'd like say it really loudly, yeah. like not trying to whisper it or anything. Okay. And every time something happened, he would say that. Why? It's, was like, he trying to explain it to someone, or was he just like he was just saying it? He was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. When you say particular ethnicity, now I'm interested. But anyway, we'll, we'll, you tell me offline. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've already established I'm racist, so you are racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. negative. He, he, he seemed like a nice guy, but also I didn't want to be sitting next to him <laughs> during this movie. Yeah. Well, what I was getting at is, I think it's going to be a pretty quiet, uh, especially certain moments. Of so the there movie. was there was like five or six times everyone laughed, like in the theater. But other than that, it was pretty quiet throughout. Someone actually described this as, like, they said they wouldn't watch this too many times because it felt like you were going to a funeral, which it kind of does in some parts of the movie. I think the reason I wouldn't watch this too many times is it's really long. So, yeah, well, getting into negatives, yeah, it's 161 minutes and there are story threads in this that definitely didn't need to be there. And that's what brings us down. Like, I thought it's a good movie, but it's not a great movie just because... They're setting up stuff for other movies, which they didn't have to do it. Or not just movies, like shows and stuff as well, which they didn't have to do in this movie. It just wasn't. You're talking about Ironheart. That, as well as Martin Freeman. I don't think he needed to be in this movie. Yeah. 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 I think think, Ironheart- I think it was a long- Ironheart's kind of part of the plot. Yeah. Yeah, she is, but also they could have done it another way. They they obviously did it so that they could introduce- I don't think you don't like dislike the Martin Freeman part. I think you dislike the Madame Hydra part. We'll get into it in spoilers, but I don't think he actually does anything in this movie. I don't think he actually does anything to the plot. So, same with- um, yeah. Madam Hydra. Yeah, which is a slight spoiler, but that whole thing was probably- it was like a side- plot like it wasn't really related to the, the i thought it was very long yeah and some of the main story beats don't hit until very late in the movie and then it somewhat felt rushed at the end yeah someone yeah. still felt rushed i thought the third act was not that great it's just there's certain motivations and then they quickly get overturned yeah whereas like for most of the movie like it, it felt like there wasn't much happening for some parts. When there is emotional scenes, emotional moments, they do let it sink in. Like, they spend time. But there's other scenes where maybe they could have been paced a bit better as well. So, I think that's one of the detractors from the movie. And definitely, the I, I thought there was some unnecessary story threads that probably didn't have to be there. Another thing I would say is the action sequences. I don't think Ryan Coogler is like the the most amazing action director. So even it's the f- boxing, <laughs> yeah. straight up boxing. <laughs> so even the first Black Panther, like people don't really remember it for the action sequences. Like there's that one scene sequence in South Korea or whatever, which is okay, but it's all in the dark. This one, I think there was scope to do some really cool action, especially with Namor. I think Namor does some cool stuff, but yeah. That's about it. Namor does some cool stuff, but everyone else is kind of yeah. Horror. And the third- and there were some characters that looked very bad in the action. <laughs> yeah, like in the third act. Yeah, I think yeah. the third act, just the way they st- structured it, like it was just a a weird way to have like a final battle. It was like in two two places, and one one was definitely had more of the emotion, which was actually the smaller fight, and then there was always a bigger fight, which kind of like was just there. Like, I didn't really think it was that great. And I think 
they could have maybe explored Namor a bit more because they do spend time with him, but then uh, they do rush stuff towards the end as well, a little bit uh, in terms of his motivations. And same and- with the Black Panther, I think they're yeah. like, yeah, they 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 do do a lot with it, but then the motivations of rush for both of them at the end. Yeah, they both come to a realization at the end, but it didn't feel very earned. It yes. just felt quick. Yeah. Yes. I did like the parallels between the Atlanteans and Wakandans. Wakandans, yeah. There's obviously there's we'll get into it spoilers, but there's a lot of similarities in terms of both civilizations. But I give it a cognitive recalibration. I think it's good. I think it's probably the best one of at least top three phase four. Maybe top two. Um Phase four. Yeah, it's like yeah. Shang-Chi, this and No Way Home, probably. Yeah, I think it's probably better than No Way Home. Just because I think No Way no Home. No Way Home was a lot of hype, wasn't it? Yeah. There's this guy on um, TikTok called Soups. Have you heard of that guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, like, loved No Way Home. It was, like, his favourite movie of all time. And then he said he didn't like this. Okay. And then there's a lot of people on TikTok attacking, well, like what you want. If you like this and you don't like the other ones, whatever. But lots of people attack him on TikTok because they're like, you only like movies with- Hype. Well, with cameos. Cameos. <laughs> yeah. He lives with the cameos and and the hype, which I agree with. He like gets hyped about like, this character's going to be in this and he's not super big on the story. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really care what the story's going to be. So, if you're going to be a character, someone that gets hyped on the cameos- it's probably not for you. <laughs> no, uh, but if you if you like actual good story and a, a well constructed plot and a coherently told film, then, then this is probably a better movie. Yeah, Shang Chi is probably the only one that was pretty well done. I thought uh, in terms of just filmmaking process. So I think yeah, this is this is a good movie. I'm st- I still wouldn't put it up there with the first Black Panther or any of the other top. Do you think it's better than Black Adam? Yeah, I think it's better. I need you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, yeah, I'm not that. uh, I I like Black Adam, but Black Adam is just a fun, like a fun movie. This is, this has a bit more weight to it. It's got a bit of gravity and emotion. And I don't even think Black Adam was fun, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, this is... Would you say it's the best superhero movie this year? No, think- the Batman's better. Still think Batman's better? Yeah. The Batman's... I, I don't think I'd watch either of them, just because both of them are so long. I don't think I'll watch either of them. I might watch the Batman again. Yeah. But I'll skip through some parts. I don't think... Uh, I would watch all the Namor shit in this again. <laughs> yeah, there are some parts that are um, probably on second viewing would, wouldn't be as, as intriguing. Yeah. yeah. I was a bit disappointed with the Riri Williams stuff. I yeah. well, I don't we'll think she was it. bad, but I just thought there could have been better stuff. Well, anyway, we'll get into spoilers then. Yeah. It's a couple of things to discuss. So if you haven't seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we recommend it. Go watch it. It's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. It's worth watching, especially if you like the first Black Panther. I think you'll probably like this one. So go watch it. Come back to this point in the episode and listen to our spoilers. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We'd start on Riri Williams. She is kind of integral to the plot because she... She is, but yeah. that's because they just make her... Like, yeah. they, they could have done it with someone else as well. I just find it interesting how many geniuses are, like, just floating around in the world as well. There's her, but there's obviously somewhere in some building somewhere Mr. Fantastic exists, uh, mm. Reed Richards. So he's meant to be the smartest uh, in all of the Marvel Universe. But then, obviously, our Tony Stark, we've got Bruce Banner, we've got Riri Williams. Sure, he was meant to be, like, super intelligent, but she's also baffled that, this 19-year-old could build this thing. Um, I, d- I think Shuri could have built what she built, but it's just, it's like she wouldn't build it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't need to because they have access they to have it. They have access to it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think Rory Williams isn't, like, Tony Stark-level genius because Tony Stark built his Iron Man suit in a cave by himself. Rory Williams took 10 years to build that suit, and it looked kind of shit, honestly. <laughs> She's obviously inspired by Iron Man, right? But they but never actually never, yeah. mentioned. Like, it's is it just meant to be implied because she made not basically makes an Iron Man suit? I was disappointed that they didn't have a suit up scene at any point as well. She just appears in. The she suit. just appears yeah, in the suit. Yeah, the suit at the end looks really CGI heavy and doesn't look yeah. that good. The suit at the start looked better, I think. The one that's like the the makeshift one that she builds. It's not really a suit because, I mean, she doesn't have, like, a helmet. It's like a mech kind of, yeah. Yeah. I thought that one looked better than the one at the end. I wasn't – it just looked really CGI. 
No, I just thought it was a very unusual way to introduce her character. There's this, you know, child genius that exists who's somehow created this tech for the CIA and the Wakandans track her down before this before the US officials do. No, no. So her professor was asked by the CIA. So the CIA knew she exists. Yeah. The CIA basically don't ask her directly, but ask her professor to get her to make this because the professor says, I don't think you can make this, knowing that she can. And then she makes it, and then the CIA take it. Okay, but yeah. why do they come? You know, Because what? they don't want Wakanda to take her. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they want to use her for, a, yeah. for their own gain. So, well, the overall story is, well, what gets the plot going is that there's this vibranium detector that the CIA has and they find some vibranium in the ocean uh, of all places and it happens to be where the Atlanteans are uh, and then the Atlanteans uh, I will say the introduction scenes are pretty good in this so firstly the introduction scene of the Dora Milaje you know when they're like she's at the UN and the, the French officials like oh you know you've got these weapons of mass destruction and stuff and then they find out that the it was was it the French that invaded them? The French tried to steal yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that scene was pretty good because they open up the door and then the Dora Milaje turn up and they just like waste them. That was good. But then also the introduction of the Atlanteans where they like they Come sing out of the water. They sing this like tune and it like puts people into a trance or something, makes them jump into water, which is pretty cool. And it's like this like it's almost like this soothing tune. <laughs> Which is weird, but it's because it's making people like commit suicide essentially. I thought that was really good. And then Namor, you don't actually see Namor when he's first introduced, but you can tell that he's obviously super powerful because he brings down a helicopter single handedly. Yeah. So what happens from there is they find out that someone has this detector. They need to find a scientist. It's funny how they just refer to it as a scientist the whole time. And it turns out to be really, really So he goes and talks to, he gets into Wakanda firstly. Obviously, they have some security gaps because you can just get in through the water. <laughs> yeah, but he's probably... They didn't expect that someone could go that deep into the ocean and, and then come, come up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he gets into a condo, tells the Queen Shuri uh, that they need to find the scientists and they could form some sort of alliance. And then the plot goes on from there. So, they go to MIT and there's a couple of jokes here as well with with Wakandans and how they think like MIT is like a village school or something and yeah they find rear rooms and they escape so they kind of constructed this whole plot so that they it didn't have to be really williams but they made it really williams so that they could introduce it's better that it's someone that is well, relevant if it was yeah. just a random i actually thought it might be reed richards Nah, that would have been too much <laughs> there would have been I, if it was just some random scientist if it was um i know the guy from Homecoming, one of the teachers at Homecoming, <laughs> shit, yeah. then it would have been worse. Yeah, uh, it was good that it was Riri Williams. I just thought her Ironheart stuff wasn't that good. No, like the the suit mainly. Yeah, well, yeah. so up to that point, when you get introduced to her, she has some scenes, and then she. I just- thought she was quite good. <laughs> just <laughs> sorry, <laughs> dying. You, you just- were dying about a week ago, right? Yeah. So you just. You- Came back from the dead again. Just recovering still. Um, uh, she's good in her role. 
It's just the movie isn't centered around her, so you don't get too much of a backstory about her. Yeah, and she yeah. kind of just she's just a plot device at at one stage, so she pretty much goes missing. And the the queen sacrifices herself to save her. And I think apparently the Ironheart series is a direct sequel to this. Yeah. So probably the repercussions of that will be discussed Explored. in that. Yeah. 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 I did find it interesting. So when Shuri goes to, what is it, Talokan? Why does Namor just give her the bracelet? I feel like that was too easy. Like, why would he give it to her? This is a bracelet from his mum. So why is it giving it to Shuri, who he's just met? Not sure. Which is ends it, up being it, a very important thing that he's yeah. given her because that enables her to recreate the Black Panther flower. He really wants to, like, work with the Wakandans, doesn't he? So he's, like, yeah. he's trying his best to, like, give them the the royal treatment. Just uh, Yeah. Yeah. It seemed a bit too soon for that. But I did like that whole sequence where they he shows her around. Yeah, I thought Atlantis was going to look shit for a second because it's just like, oh, this is just a bunch of rocks. Yeah. And then they go to the actual city. I'm like, okay, that looks good. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Ryan Coogler knows how to make a secret city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one thing we didn't mention was the CGI in the most recent Marvel stuff has been pretty bad. I thought the CGI is really good in this for pretty most good. part. Pretty except good. Except for the Ironheart and then one other character at the end. Yes. I think, mm. uh, is it the... The blue, midnight, yeah, midnight. the midnight suns or whatever. No, it's yeah. not the midnight suns. Midnight something. Yeah, angels. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't look too great. Uh, the, the thing I liked about the Atlanta city, it looks like a city in South America, and the Wakandan city looks like a city in Africa. Like it. Yeah, they both look good. Yeah. And I also like that Atlantis. They didn't make it bright. This is a city like in the depths of the ocean, so they made it darker. Like, it looks like they're living in- In slight- the depths of the ocean. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, whereas in, like, Aquaman, it's and like ha- this, like, bright, vibrant city. Um, they have an artificial sun, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah made out of vibranium. Yeah. So, we haven't mentioned this, but basically, uh, vibranium isn't only found in Wakanda, so it's in the ocean as well. And it turns out that, so, like, Wakanda became a powerful civilization because of vibranium, and uh, the Atlanteans became- Basically, what they are because of the vibranium as well. They've just been eating it, essentially. Yeah, or drinking it. Yeah. yeah. And they turn blue, which is. So uh, when they're out of the water, they're blue. When they're in the water, they're normal color, except for Namor. Except Namor's for Namor. same color all the time. Always because the he's the first born Atlantean. So he's like super old. <laughs> yeah, I think they mentioned that he's like hundreds of years old. 1570 was when he was born. So, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. So, like, 500 years old almost. Yeah. 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 And uh, I did find it interesting that the Atlanteans bear a striking resemblance to another movie that we're going to be yeah, watching. So I, w- I <laughs> talked to a friend after I watched the movie and we're like, this might just be the same story as Avatar 2. Like, <laughs> yeah. this might just be the same thing. Yeah. And James Cameron might watch this and be like, shit, <laughs> I made the same movie but I took 10 years to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they definitely look a lot like the avatars from James Cameron. And in the second one, in the av- it's way of the water. So the water. it's, it's yeah, a yeah. water tribe. It's in the water. So it's there's definitely a lot. I of- can see it being exactly the same movie. <laughs> like pretty much, not, not like exactly the same, but it'll be the water tribe up against the, the city tribe. 
I don't see there being any more depth than that as well. <laughs> it would just be that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then the the humans will be the Americans. Pretty much. That's about a month away, so we'll see see what happens in that movie. Yeah, everything around Atlantis, Namor, was really well done. His backstory, despite it being basically like an exposition sequence, was actually really good. I liked it. Mm. Uh, they did a good job with that. And to wear what he wears and pull it off, it's quite difficult. <laughs> He's obviously pretty fit. He's very, very yeah. ripped. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not a lot of people could just wear those tight shorts yes, and look and pull it off. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and the his, wings could have been stupid, but, but they're not. Yeah. It kind of – they did it well. Yeah. And I think that there is one scene where – I think it's M'Baku says he's as strong as the Hulk or something. So, yeah. the screenwriter, not Ryan Coogler, the other guy, don't know his name, he said that in the water, he's as strong as the Hulk, out of the water, he's as strong as Thor. Okay, so they're already establishing that Thor is weaker than Hulk in that case. Yeah, the Hulk is the strongest. When he, well, they're pretty we close. Haven't, we haven't seen Hulk go full Hulk in a while. Yeah. Well, when they fight each other in Thor Ragnarok, he was a full Hulk there. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, Thor could have. Well, he would have beat him um, in that. I think it's pretty close. But obviously, this guy is pretty strong, and they they refer to him as a. I think his name. Uh, his Atlantean name is like God of Serpent or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he's maybe he is a god in a, in a way. So um, I think in the water he would pretty much be yeah. undefeatable. Yeah. And this is also the second reference to mutant. So he directly says that he's a mutant. He is because he's not. None of the Atlanteans are as strong as him. Yeah. Or can breathe outside water. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he's a. He's the second official mutant so far in the universe, Ms. Marvel being the first. And possibly Scarlet Witch is a mutant. She was, yeah. They did confirm that. Yeah. I don't think they explicitly said that she's I think they did in WandaVision. Yeah. I don't know if they used the word mutant. I don't think they used the word, but I think they they did say that she's born with some ability. So, yeah. But Scarlet Witch is dead. So, well... Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, we haven't said the most obvious spoiler, which is Shuri is Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is once you start watching the movie, it's very obvious because no character gets as much screen time as her. As her, yeah. yeah. So she gets the most screen time, and her whole family's now dead. So well, well, every well, every movie that features a Wakandan, her whole family. You watch the end credits. And you watch the big credits. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Civil War. Her dad dies. And then Infinity War, technically, T'Challa dies, but then he's back in Endgame, but then he actually dies after that. And then her mom dies in this, so she's basically the last one left. But, um, yeah, like a lot of the story- Also, similar storyline to Civil War. I just realized, Civil War, Black Panther hunts down, what's his name, to kill him because he kills his dad. Bucky. Well, he thinks it's Bucky, but it's actually Zemo. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but then he doesn't kill him in the end. And in this, Namor kills her mum, and then she wants to kill him, but then she doesn't kill him in the end. Yeah, it looked like she was going to kill him, actually. Uh, I thought that was quick. Like, because that whole thing, (laughs) I looked at the time. So, from Angela Bassett dies about 40 minutes before the end of the film, and she becomes Black Panther at that point as well, after that. And then she wants, she sees a special cameo. You see Michael B. Jordan. She goes into the what's called the ancestral plane, yeah. and she sees Michael B. Jordan, and he's like, yeah, get your revenge and shit. 
And then later you see she wants to get the revenge, mm. but it changes very quick. But it's only like 20 minutes of screen time for when she goes from, I want to kill this guy to, I'm not going to kill him. And it happens very quickly. Well, it happens in a moment. Yes. Uh, the moment she's about like, to kill him, she changes yeah. her mind. But there was like two hours of the movie beforehand where it's not really Clear. addressed. Yeah. Well, it's not a problem for two hours. Yeah. It's only in the last 40 minutes. Yeah. And then she changes in 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the reason she sh- she sees what's Michael B. Jordan's, well, Killmonger, she sees him is um, because she takes the Black Panther um, serum or whatever it is to face revenge. Yeah. Basically yeah. for revenge rather than for actual no- noble reasons. So that's why she sees him and she doesn't see any of her other family who are, who are technically meant to be there. So I think that made sense, uh, and the the cameo was pretty good. So there is a cameo in this. So that's one cameo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought they the the last forty minutes was definitely rushed, and it was just action. But the action wasn't like that that great. Shuri as Black Panther doesn't have the physicality that T'Challa T'Challa had. Yeah, I I think Nakia would have been a better physical Black Panther. But she doesn't have the screen time in this well, film to make sense. Ob- like a lot of yeah. people were saying, it's going to be her before the movie came out. But about an hour, she's not even in like the first hour of the movie. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's not going to be. Her. It's not going to be. It would wouldn't have made sense to be Nakia. It could have been Okoye, but also she goes missing halfway through the movie. Yeah, and it wouldn't have. It it made sense that it was Shuri. Just her physically, she she's like quite a skinny girl she just doesn't have the physicality yeah that you would want from like it's she's not bad in the role though she was she was fine well they did a good job with her progression though like it's not yeah. like because in the first movie she's very like jokey like talking about memes and stuff right and then in this she's much more mature so i think they did that progression pretty well and it made sense that it would be her like i think it w- couldn't have been anyone else. it couldn't have been anyone else yeah so, yeah, I think they d- they did a good job at that. It will be interesting to see where they take her from here because she's the queen and Black Panther. So, well, it's yeah. the same as T'Challa. He was the king yeah. and Black Panther, except yeah. she doesn't have anyone else. Because so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, we can get to that. So, in the and the mid credit scene, I thought this was good and bad. So, I thought it was really good. I, I well, liked it. I'll get to the parts I didn't like. So basically, she goes to Haiti, where Nakia is. It actually explains what Nakia has been doing because yeah, it's like, yeah. why? Why would Nakia not show up to the funeral? Like, yeah, because she was. Yeah, why would Nakia not be like? Why would she not be in Wakanda after um, Chadwick got blipped? So that I think all of that makes sense. So they introduce a child who ends up being Nakia's son, and it's. Revealed that she's uh, he, he's T'Challa's son. So the part I didn't like. So I thought the reveal was all good. I think they could have cut it like a minute earlier. You don't than- like that his name's T'Challa. No, I, I think that's okay. I just didn't think they need to say it. And for some reason, I'm pretty sure that kid was not actually talking. It felt like ADR because uh, his mouth was not. I don't know. It just didn't look like it was him talking. It could just be me, but I I felt like that was that. Dialogue was just a little bit cringe. Like, did you really need to? Like, he's like, oh, are you good at keeping secrets? Like, you just met this person. Why would this conversation come up straight away? 
what so, the kid. Yeah, he's like no, oh. but that's how kids are. He's five years old. They're just like <laughs> they just like showing off. They're like, oh, can you keep a secret? They'll, yeah, that's how like, five year olds are. It's like, oh, I, I heard you're good at keeping a secret. You've just met this person, firstly. I heard you're good at keeping a secret. You know, my real name is Prince Tachala. Like, okay, I, I <laughs> totally believe a five year old kid would do that. That's how five year old kids would. I think yeah. they could have left. Yeah. I think okay. they had to say that he was Prince Tachala. I think, I think it, it was. Like a hundred percent necessary to say that he was Prince T'Challa. Why though? Like he's 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 his son, so because so many people are pissed off that they didn't recast T'Challa in this movie, and they're like, "Why can't we have a T'Challa story now?" And this says, "Yeah, we can have another T'Challa story now." Yeah, so I think it was very necessary to say he's T'Challa. Why did they? I think they could have just said his name's T'Challa because didn't they say his name is something else first? He's got a Haitian name. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a what kind of name. Yeah. yeah. It's like Killmonger. Killmonger has a Yeah, American name. American though. name yeah, and yeah. then he has a No, it was good. Like the reveal was good. I just think they could have left a bit more to the imagination. I I don't think they had to explicitly say everything. Uh, I think it could have been just implied, but it is what it is. I thought it was good. Before the end credits scene, so the last sequence of the movie was pretty good as well. Like they just showed bits and pieces of uh Chadwick Boseman in, in his role, which was very nice. I think the best part of this movie is that it respected its content. It didn't do anything to detract from the emotion. Anything else we've missed? There's a stuff with Martin Freeman, which I've already said was pretty useless. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, the Valentina stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's revealed that they were both married. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing he'll be in Thunderbolts then. And so was that all just set up for Thunderbolts? Like, what what was it set up for? Because they don't actually get anything in the end. So I don't know what it was for. Like so they were they were trying to get some vibranium, obviously. They didn't. Uh they just found out that Martin Freeman is uh like he's been speaking with the Wakandans. Yeah. So he gets arrested, but then he gets freed at the end of the movie. So I'm like What was the point of all of that? Yeah. Uh so it doesn't play any real role in the rest of the plot. She hasn't really played a role in anything she's been in up she till just, now. She just popped yeah. up. That, well, that's another cameo. So there yeah. are cameos in this. They're yeah. just not like the it's big not, cameos. Yeah, but, it's not yeah. Doctor Doom like everyone said it might be. Uh, and there is only one mid credit scene. I was I stayed till the end, but there was at the else. end. It says the Black Panther will return. Uh, will return. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say name or will return. No, but I think well, he it's implied that he will. He will. Yeah. yeah. I thought that she might recruit Namor. And I thought Namor might be in Thunderbolts, which I thought would have been cool. But I don't think he is. He, he would be perfect in the Thunderbolts because he's actually an anti-hero. No, that would have been pretty cool. And he's probably stronger than all Everyone of else. Yeah. yeah. And Baku's in this. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Yeah. I think, yeah, he doesn't get that much screen time either. He does say at the end that he's going to challenge for the throne, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, yeah. Who's he going to challenge? This Shuri, isn't it? Don't they have to fight? But sure, he didn't turn up. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what the <laughs> consequence of that is. Yeah, is that implied that he just gets the throne then? Yeah, possibly. Because I don't think Shuri necessarily wants it, so maybe he just becomes the king. I'm just thinking what they could do with Prince T'Challa, just because it seems like he's a bit too young at the moment. Yeah, like, I think they'll wait a bit, right? Yeah, but like, how long can they wait? It's Does unless have- there's another time jump, but I don't know if there would be. Yeah. Does he have Black Maybe Panther? Maybe he has, like, Black Panther abilities because he- Inherently. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he looked, yeah, like he's like five years old, right? So I don't think they're going to be doing anything with him anytime soon. But if they do another time jump, then everyone gets too old. So I don't know if that would happen. If they, yeah, I don't know why they made him five years old. I guess they couldn't have made him any older. Oh, they possibly could have. Because there was a blip, right? And I don't think Nakia was blipped. No, she wasn't. So no, tech- but he was born before the blip. Yeah, so yeah. the blip was... Five years, six years ago. So he's six. He's like six. six. Yeah. 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 Well, there's also a year jump in this movie. So I don't know when exactly T'Challa dies. I this. think he dies pretty much right after Endgame. Okay. Coming up next, we actually did go through this in our She-Hulk episode, so I won't reiterate many things, but Ironheart is next year, end of next year. As I said, this is the end of Phase 4, so the next movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yes, saw the trailer for that. There's three Marvel movies next year, so there's that, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and the Marvels. Well, I'm glad at least they finished Phase 4 with a good movie. I would say it's like... It's still not amazing, and it's not something I'm going to revisit over and over again, but it's good. So, if people want to get in touch with us about their thoughts on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they also only say Wakanda Forever twice in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I counted. I was I was waiting for them to say it, but they only say it twice. She says it at the end. Yes. Yeah. Like right at the end? No, no she no, says no, it like at the battle. At the, at the battle part. And then yeah. she says it. She says it once before that, but they only say it twice in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So what, how, how do people get in touch with us? Uh, so we're on all platforms at uh, Cognitive Recalibration, or you can email us at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you want to support us, you can do so via giving us a review on iTunes or Spotify. That makes us more discoverable on the podcast search engines. We're also on as you mentioned, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so follow us on those. We do short-form videos on Instagram and TikTok, which you can uh, put comments on as well. So we'll probably do one for or, or maybe a couple for from this review. Cool. So next, I think next we're going to have to watch Andor. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> it's uh, I, I've heard nothing but good things, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah. even I'm like, I think it's just because we've watched so much stuff, like shows this year, and just looking down at like, what is it, like 12 episodes? It's a bit of a long haul. But like, I've heard nothing but good things. So, yeah. um, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is coming out soon. That is coming out two weeks' time. Avatar's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, the uh, Knives Out sequel is coming out. Coming out out soon, yeah. So we're going to have... That's coming out in the cinema a month before it comes out to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably watch that in cinema. And then um, Avatar's like mid-December, so we'll do that in mid-December. Maybe we'll put it out there if people want us to do an Andor review. I think they'll probably do, though. (laughs) So, yeah, I think we'll we'll do one. Like you said, I've, I've only heard good things about it, too, so... I think we just need to get into it and we'll probably end up watching it. Yes. Yeah. 12 episodes. Uh, longer TV show than we're used to watching these days, but yeah. yeah. Did you watch Enola Holmes too? Yeah, I did. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen the first one. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, haven't seen the first one. Yeah. The first one's uh, pretty good. Cool. All right. Well, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next episode for probably Andor if we can get to watching 12 episodes. Yes, we'll see. Thanks, everyone. Hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you in the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.